Good morning from Palo Alto, California. I'm James Hellman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Tuesday, March 27th. In today's news, President Trump is making a change to the census that could hurt Democrats. The FTC is investigating Facebook, and the president is thinking about trying to bring back Rob Porter. But first, the big idea. A conservative think tank is trying to tackle climate change. While President Trump is systematically rolling back his predecessor's effort to combat climate change in ways big and small, conservative fellows at the Hoover Institution are working pragmatically to address the problem. The center-right think tank on the campus of Stanford University is approaching the problem as both a market failure and a serious national security challenge. George Schultz, who served as Ronald Reagan's Secretary of State, argues for enacting a carbon tax. He says this would free up private firms to find the most efficient ways to cut emissions. The 97-year-old chairs an energy policy task force at Hoover that, among other solutions, advocates for more nuclear power. As he puts it, quote, let's take out an insurance policy to protect against the risk of climate change. Gary Ruffhead, the former chief of naval operations and one of only two guys to ever command both the Atlantic and Pacific fleets, is now a Hoover military fellow. One of the main areas he's focused on here is accelerated warming in the Arctic, which is causing polar ice caps to melt and opening up a whole new ocean. That means trade routes will soon exist that do not right now. The retired admiral believes the U.S. must prepare for and capitalize on this, That will require checking Russia's expansionary push in the northern sea lanes. Jim Mattis, who spent four years at Hoover between retiring from the Marine Corps and becoming Secretary of Defense, has likewise described climate change as an imperative national security threat, citing rising sea levels and desertification. As a sign of how seriously the think tank is taking this problem, they even recently hired an alumnus of Barack Obama's administration who is solely focused on climate change. Alice Hill was a special assistant to the president and the senior director for resilience policy on the National Security Council. While at the White House, she led the development of national policy regarding climate change. Her focus is on steps that the country can take to prepare for what she sees as inevitable challenges. She noted during a roundtable discussion on Monday with reporters that Goldman Sachs fortified its headquarters after the September 11th attacks. When Superstorm Standy hit New York in 2012, the investment bank's lights stayed on while the buildings around it went dark. The problem was that many of the firm's employees couldn't get to work. Hill cites this as a parable to explain why a whole-of-government response is required to address this problem. As she puts it, you can't live on an island. As far as the experts here at Hoover are concerned across the ideological spectrum, there are a lot of facts which are not up for debate. Average temperatures and sea levels are rising. There's much more extreme weather. Scientists agree that Hurricane Harvey was much more damaging than it would have been in the past because of climate change. California has just suffered its worst drought ever and experienced some of its worst wildfires ever. There are a growing number of natural disasters every year that cost more than $1 billion in damage. The debate here is not about what's happening, but about the wisest policy response to deal with these changes. The focus is on market solutions that incentivize changes in behavior more than government mandates. Some of the fellows would go further than others. 
and the think tank's not monolithic. There are several fellows here who hew much more closely to standard fair GOP orthodoxy, dismissing things like climate change hysteria, as they call it, and challenging the accuracy of models that forecast the level of future sea level rises. But the discussion that's happening at the think tank here on the West Coast is really a striking contrast to what's going on in the White House and Capitol Hill, where Republican politicians have backed away from efforts in past years to deal with what could be an existential threat to the planet. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, Trump political appointees at the Commerce Department announced late Monday night that they will include a question on the 2020 census about citizenship. The last time the full census asked people whether they are U.S. citizens was 1950. The question, which was requested by Jeff Sessions at the Justice Department, will likely dilute Democratic political power over the next decade for two reasons. First, it will dissuade non-citizens from participating in the census, which the Founding Fathers wanted them to do. And second, it hands Republicans a new tool in drawing districts to be even more in their favor. This could have a huge impact in places like Texas. It could lead to fewer urban districts and more rural ones. It will also shift the balance of power away from heavily Hispanic and likely more Democratic areas where non-citizens and children tend to live and concentrate disproportionately. Democrats like former Attorney General Eric Holder are promising to fight this in court. Number two, Facebook stock tumbled Monday after the Federal Trade Commission confirmed it is investigating the social media giant over its lax privacy practices. The announcement comes in the wake of revelations that the data firm Cambridge Analytica, which received millions of dollars from the Trump campaign in 2016, improperly accessed the user data of more than 50 million people on Facebook. At issue in the FTC investigation is whether Facebook violated a 2011 settlement over another privacy mishap. The FTC is also looking into whether Facebook's practices run afoul of a data use agreement called Privacy Shield between the United States and the European Union. That agreement protects European data stored on U.S. servers. Number three, Trump has told advisors that he would like to see former White House Staff Secretary Rob Porter return to the West Wing. Porter resigned a few weeks ago after both of his ex-wives accused him of domestic violence. He denies wrongdoing. Trump has been reaching out to him by phone more and more as the number of people the president is close to and trusts in the White House dwindles. The New York Times reports that Trump knows he probably can't bring Porter back, but he's made clear that he misses the structure Porter helped build amid the growing chaos surrounding the Oval Office. And that's The Daily 202 for Tuesday, March 27th. Thanks for listening. I'm James Hellman. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you.